from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Why all these players today, Joe? We're at the Durham Bulls Athletic Park for opening night. I love this time of the year, man. It's perfect. We already have a pitch clock here, so we don't have to make any adjustments <laughs> on the minor league level. I am slightly disappointed. We, we don't have a robot up tonight. No, we're not going to have. And talking to some people uh, around the park today, around the organization, again, this is all all, all informed speculation. Okay. Uh, and doing some reading, too. The new rules involving the the ABS system or whatever, okay. the AB system. The balls and strikes system, whatever they're called. Automatic balls and strikes. Okay. Automatic breaking system? Yes, that. (laughs) This thing isn't getting going until May, potentially. Mm, Disappointing. Uh, Even in the uh, Major League Baseball website highlighting the rules changes for Minor League Baseball, they said at some point this this season Uh, it will be implemented, and not all implementation will be the same. Some no, ball, I know there were two different ways. Yeah, there was ball, going to be a challenge system, yeah. and then it was going to be a straight up let's computer. Use, yes, let's use the robot ump. Yeah, and I'm which, not. I'm not sure what the bulls are going to be doing. They don't know either. I, that part I knew. Yeah, but I, I'm disappointed because you know why I'm disappointed. Why are you disappointed? Yesterday, in my opinion, first of all, they played day baseball. This isn't hard, Joe. How to figure a couple of things out? How to fix air quotes baseball. They played day baseball. They played in record times, or yeah. at least in the modern version of baseball, yeah, less but, than two and a half or right at two and a half hours. But the reason they did that is because the pitch clock was used in minor league baseball for two or three years mm-hmm. before it got to that point. Yeah. So they had all of that data. So understanding that they're going to have to use the robot umps for two or three years before we see them at the major league level. And that's mm-hmm. where I really, really, really think baseball needs to get to and i know there's people out there oh there's a human element oh the umpires blah 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 looks look if you follow tennis at all the u.s open all of the major tennis tournaments are not affected by having the accuracy of the calls at some point the talent of these players has out distance itself from the ability of the human eye and we don't need angel hernandez back there making up a strike zone we need a consistent strike zone that will also move the game along because yesterday, those speed of those games, I feel alive again, Joe. I feel alive again. I gambled on two late games last night that started at 10 o'clock. They were almost over at midnight when I woke up from my first pee break and looked at the at the phone and I was like, whoa, Man, that's that whoa. Is the, that is the oldest thing you've ever said. Sure. Usually mine's at 2 a.m. But yeah, oh, I yeah. forget that you go to bed, I go to bed at 8.30. I know you go to bed at 8.30, so that actually tracks. <laughs> so my first pee break track. Yes, yeah, is that around usually tracks. I'm usually in bed between 10 and 11, so that 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 tracks. But, but those games, those 10 o'clock games? Yeah, 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 yeah. They were almost over. Yeah. They were in the eighth inning. The games that actually went three hours were high-scoring affairs. Yeah, too. The, the Blue Jays and the Cardinals were really kind of batting it around. Phillies and Rangers, but same way. You can't do anything about that. I mean, you're no, scoring that, runs. No, again, that's baseball. That's baseball for you. Um, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. And to the point, to to hammer home your point with the umpires, there are certain things that you do need humans. Yeah, they still need for, to be out there to tell you what's going on. To and tell you what's going on and safe and, out, and, and judgment foul. calls and things like that. Sure. But for binary things, no balls and strikes should be binary things. And we do have the computer technology to make that a much more efficient and correct way of doing it. Just like in 
NFL football and in college football, we should not be using replay systems to or humans to be telling us who's out of bounds and who scored touchdowns. There's telemetry now. You can tell based on, as you mentioned, tennis. Oh, did you go over the line? Did the ball go over the line? Yeah, we'll be able to tell if it's out. Same with uh, a score and a touchdown. Did that ball break the plane? Well, they've already got the technology in the footballs. Why is there still a chain gang? What, no, like those types of things. Like, why it's is there a still billion a billion dollar industry? And they have a couple. And, rely and they got some retirees. <laughs> they got dudes like my dad out there with busted hips, just kind of trudging along with the chain gang. These these are like weird little things that people call art of the game that honestly nobody pays attention to anymore. So yes. Let's move on with the progress. Speaking of moving on, the Carolina Hurricanes are going to have to move on after a pretty terrible way to close out that game against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, it didn't start great with Freddie, and Freddie Anderson letting in a very, very quick, soft goal to get things going. Canes could have walked out of there with a potential point, but with four seconds to go, the Red Wings won it on the dunk. They, they really did. And it's, you know, people can talk about Freddie Anderson. That was just a complete breakdown by the Carol Carolina Hurricanes at the end of that game. There was a laissez-faire attitude to get to overtime, which Detroit did not, that took advantage of. Then there was Marty Natchez screening his own goalie last night. That wasn't necessarily on Freddie Anderson. That was on Natchez doing too much and screening his own dude, which resulted in a goal with four, three, or four seconds left to go. All that being said, I can sit here and say, man, that's a brutal way to end the game, and Rod Burnmore can whine about too many men on the ice and everything else. That happens in every game. They never call it, so get over it. Nothing changes my attitude about the Carolina Hurricanes last night based on what I saw. Yes, their Metro Division lead has shrunk to one point. Yeah, they only have one game in hand. Yes, butts are getting tight with a handful of games left. But last night really was nothing in the grand scheme of things. The Canes kind of are who they are. They still got power play problems, and the goalie situation isn't great. I, I mean, I don't want to, like, oversimplify what's going on with the Carolina Hurricanes, but if last night was suddenly the breaking point for you, y'all, where you been? This is what the Canes have been for months. Sometimes it works for you. Sometimes they're the team that's scoring the goal. With four seconds to go. How many weeks are oh, we Marty removed Natchez. from Natchez being on the other end of that? Of course. And scoring a goal with three point whatever seconds left on the on the clock. So the Canes have been on the on the on the benefit on the benefit of this, on the right side of this. Last night they were on the wrong side of this, but it still doesn't take away from the larger point with the Carolina Hurricanes that they are who they are going to the playoffs, and that's what they're gonna have to ride with. Yeah, we won't know about the Canes until the playoffs start. Yeah, because do you want them to get hot here? And then, then all of a sudden, you're like, well, they wasted their bullets. <laughs> right. And if they lose all the games as well, you could have had this. You could have They that. never got momentum. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. Uh, I think I heard Luke make the point earlier today. that I think you want them to avoid the Rangers in the first round for the most part. Uh, but there aren't any bad teams in the Eastern Conference. No. So if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. So line them up, knock them down, see what you can do. The injuries stink. I hate that they're not going to be at full strength in the playoffs. Yeah. But that's something for us to complain about. That's something for us to whine about. That's something for us to point out. If you're on the team and you're competing, you have to understand you only get so many shots at this. Mm -hmm. And I know Tom Dundon famously came on our program and said the window will be open for a long time. The sun, the sun will be shining for a long time. <laughs> and I admire his the temerity of that comment and i admire the the investing that he's made in this at the at the salary cap and all of those other things that he's done but the truth of the matter is the contract situation with sebastian Ajo and jacob slavin is such that 
the window is not going to be open for a long time. No. It's not for this particular group. And they got one max, two more cracks at this thing, the way that they look right now, the core of that group right now. And yes, it sucks. Svetch isn't playing. Yes, it sucks. You made a great move with Vegas to mm. steal Max Pacioretty. And he is not going to be there. So that stinks. I get that. But that's for us to complain about. If you're in it, you're in it to win it. You want Marty Natchez, Aho, all of the guys, Jordan Stahl to, to, to ramp up his game, yeah. turn back the clock, and do a lot of the things that we know he can do in the playoffs. It's the OG. That's Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovies. We're at the Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Uh, if you're headed out this way today, say hello. We're at Jackie's Landing uh, when the gates open up. Although, I don't know, I have a feeling that people are going to take a little longer to get into the building today because – the corner store has been renovated. Yeah, the downstairs looks amazing. Yeah, they've really, really looks they've, nice. They've really done a lot of cool stuff to renovate corridor the, and the, when you walk in, the offices and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and the corner store is a lot. It's a lot more open space with more gear, which that was a bit you of a, pro- a really nice jacket on. Right, that now. was a bit of a problem for me when I walked into the corner <laughs> store earlier today to go say hey to Did my you guy set a Brian. Budget? No. Okay. No. Um, they had they had a couple of these satin jackets left, and they had it in my size. I had one left you in pounced. my size. I had to get it. Perfect. I had to get it. No, you look looks good. I mean, even with the CBC discount, it was a bit of a. Can you just deduct it from my paycheck? Cool. Thanks. Today was no. Yesterday was payday. So yeah, just deduct it from my paycheck. So yeah, the uh, the corner store looks good. We're actually going to talk to Tyler Parsons. He's the new general manager of the Durham Bulls. He was named the new general manager back in December. He's had all sorts of stops in the baseball world. He was a director of fun at one point in time. That was, his, that was his job title. Director of you, fun. You think we have a great yeah. job title, as I explained to the kids at Con Elementary yesterday. I'm a storyteller. Okay. Was that, was that what you That's were? what I do. Oh. Tell stories. I thought you were a degenerate. Uh, I mean, eh, there's that for too. them. I mean, it's, yeah, it's there's different. that too. There's that too. 